Hey, Katie. <coughs> you okay? I'm I'm doing okay. <laughs> I think I might get I I might be getting sick. I can never really remember the symptoms. Dude, for... it's been a nasty flu season. Flu. I can I I never remember what the difference is between flu and colds and like all of that. So I was gonna Google it. You want? Oh yeah, Google. So what you should do is. Google your flu symptoms. And I wonder, actually, if a bunch of folks like you, if they all Googled flu symptoms at the same time because everybody was coming down with the flu, I wonder if that's a way that we could figure out when there was flu outbreaks. Oh, wait. Someone has already done that. Oh, wait. Somebody has. You're listening to Linear Digressions. (coughs) Okay. You can stop with that now. No, no, no. That was the cough of the electric guitar. We could leave out the electric guitar on this episode. Uh, no, it's that's not that's not. You're a ham. Okay, yeah. So we wanted to talk about Google flu trends. I'm vegetarian. Ham. <laughs> um, Google flu trends was um, this was a while ago. This was like yes. years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, Google when, flu trends' heyday was 2012, basically 2011, when maybe. Big data was smaller. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. But the premise of Google flu trends is. Basically, as simple as what we said just there is that if you're Google, you're collecting all of this information all the time about what people are searching for. Right. And one of the things that people could conceivably be searching for is if they're coming down with a the flu, they might have all these symptoms. And they're right doing Google searches on those symptoms to try to figure out, well, either trying to look for a diagnosis, like, hey, here's how I feel. Do I have, is this a cold? Is this a flu? Uh, they might suspect they have a flu and be looking up. Uh, treatments for the flu or doctor's appointments or all yeah. this kind of stuff. There's this idea that the information that you are requesting by doing a Google search is information about your state. Yes. And that if you were to see thousands or tens of thousands or maybe even hundreds of thousands of types of searches like this, and you could see spikes in searches for certain keywords that correlated with flu outbreaks, that then you could use... Uh, the those search results as an early indicator of a a flu outbreak. You could probably geolocate it too, because you know roughly where all of these people are, where the searches are coming from. Yep. The end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not quite. There's so, more to this. Yeah, I mean, so Google flu trends, like we said, started in I guess the late twenty two thousands. And whatever, 2008, 2009, uh, and was pretty successful for uh, a couple of years. The main figure that you should be comparing it to is that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, uh, collects doctor's appointment data, basically. Like, Oh, really? Whenever, yeah. Well, I mean, not directly about doctor's appointments, but they basically have data collection measures in place yeah. that they can tell when there's flu outbreaks, there's data that gets reported to them, like, hey, we saw, we saw a bunch of flu diagnoses this week. And so right. that's how they know when there's a particularly bad episode of the flu. And of course, that data is pretty delayed because you have people who, well, first of all, you have people who just don't go to the doctor. And then you have people who go to the doctor after they've been sick for a couple of days. And then you also have the whatever the latency is between the doctor visit and that information getting to the CDC and then the CDC compiling it. Whereas Google, you know, when when the first when the person first searches, hey, I you know whatever it is they search, Google has that data immediately and they can do processing on it. Yeah. So the goal was to be able to predict outbreaks 
as much as two weeks faster than the CDC data. Now, the CDC data is still taken as the ground truth of sorts. Mm. Um, like Those are kind of our official numbers on how many flu cases there are. Um, but if you can, a few days or even a week or two ahead of time, know when there's going to be outbreaks, then you can target various kinds of interventions and try to, I don't know, whatever, tell people to get flu shots and to wash their hands and all these other kinds of things that you can try to do to minimize the impact of the outbreak. So was this project a resounding success or were there things that it wasn't able to do? It was pretty successful for the first few years. Did it become less successful after the first few years? Yeah, it had kind of a bad turn in 2012, 2013. So there was an analysis that was done after the program had been around for, I want to say maybe five years or so, where they had looked at uh, like week by week what was the estimate that we would have gotten from the CDC data alone, and then what was the Google flu trends estimate. Yeah. And then a couple different ways that they mixed them in together. And they found that the Google flu trends were systematically guessing too high. So of the previous 108 weeks at some point, so more than two years, they found that 100 of them, Google flu trends had guessed too high. So it's systematically overestimating flu incidents. And in particular, that winter, there was a particularly bad outbreak and Google flu trends overestimated the size of that outbreak at some point by a factor of two. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, these are not small errors. It was guessing a number that was double the size of the actual number. Is the goal, so was the flu, was the goal of Google flu trends to I guess to measure also the size of the outbreak, not just say, hey, there's an outbreak, but the outbreak is approximately this size. Yep. Yeah. So that was not particularly successful. Um, And so at this point, actually now Google flu trends is not, uh, they're not supporting it anymore. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And there were actually some pretty interesting ex post analyses of trying to figure out why, like what might have happened that had led to this algorithm you know the algorithm had been actually pretty pretty reliable for a while i don't know that it was necessarily better than the cdc data but it certainly wasn't dramatically worse so what are the things that could have happened uh that caused it to run off the rails like this so just to confirm this it it was it was pretty good and then it started doing worse after something happened Well, it's not clear if there was any particular one thing. And this is one of the things that makes it really hard is because the Google search engine is under constant changes. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. They're, they're constantly, I mean, like, uh, one of the things that they're always constantly doing is the goal I think is to surface, to surface good, high quality content and to downrank content or downrank websites that are trying to game the results, right. Or game the system. And so, although, sure, the code is changing, but it, it, it does seem like I, I'm, I'm really curious what it was that could have changed. Like, it, it, no theories pop out to me. Yeah, and that's a little bit hard to say for sure. And it's even if there had been a specific change, it would be really hard to pinpoint because sometimes there's multiple changes to the algorithm, like per day even. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we know from earlier uh, versions of the model that 
got cleaned up. These were never in production, but what were some of the things that they had to debug, like known places where this where this model could be weak? Well, one of the things that was challenging was the way that it worked was they had a basket of hand-picked correlated terms. So they were using a, an algorithm like Google Correlate. So what are a couple of different things that they see tracking with each other mm-hmm. as they're, as people are searching for things. And so in our case, it might be something like people Googling flu symptoms or looking for doctor's appointments or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they found early on that just taking the correlations in the data uh, suggested a bunch of keywords that didn't make a whole lot of sense. So a good example is high school basketball because high school basketball happens in the winter and winter is also flu season. So what they had made was not a flu detector, maybe, but a winter detector. <laughs> so they had to clean that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So it's not uh, that hard to imagine that the there were about 1,100 or so keywords in the basket that they that the um, researchers used. I'm not sure that all 1,100 of them were actually ever released publicly, but it's possible that there were things in there that were the causal relationship between why someone might be Googling for this thing and the fact that they had the flu was not a super strong relationship. Mm. In particular, uh, you might be you might remember some of these more famous flu outbreaks that happen sometimes. Like there was the swine flu mm-hmm. and there was the bird flu and people talk about it a whole bunch and it's in the news. And so those are situations where people might be Googling something a oh, lot. Oh, and they don't actually have it. Yeah, they're just interested oh, in it from a news perspective. Of course. There's always there's always articles about flu season, and some years it's a lot more covered. Yeah. Yep. And so people might be Googling it for because they're paying attention to the news. And then I guess the last thing is, and this is in large part we're following a article by uh, a few researchers that was put out in 2013 trying to deconstruct what might have happened here. One of the other things that they point out, and these are folks who, as far as I'm aware, have more of a traditional statistics background, uh, is that maybe just throwing tons of data at this problem, if the data wasn't collected in a way that's designed to allow you to do scientific analysis, Mm. could introduce problems that are very subtle, but that add up to um, you not being able to get out the trends that you think you have. And so they call this big data hubris. So this was generally the idea in in maybe 2010 or so that because you had big data, you could do anything. Yeah. Um, and the point that they were trying to make is that there's a big difference between data that's big and data that has a lot of scientific validity, mm. or there's a really good scientific basis for trying to make predictions. And that uh, it's possible that Google is big data for sure but it might not be data that has been collected under the type of conditions that make it ideal for scientific I analysis. I see. So big data does not always equal good data necessarily. Totally. Or it could be good data for certain kinds of analysis and not good data for other kinds of analysis. That's right. That's right. And sometimes it can be really hard to tell before you actually do the analysis and sometimes make start making mistakes uh, which of those worlds you live in. I wonder if Google thinks you have the flu. Did you Google to prepare for this episode? I Googled for Google flu trends. So I think they know that I was thinking about flu trends, but they probably don't think I have the flu. They probably couldn't have predicted this episode. Yes. Although 
If it were 2012, they would probably think I had the flu. <laughs> that was mean. But it's Google, whatever, they can handle it. Yeah, they can handle it. Linear Digressions is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at LinearDigressions.com and katie at LinearDigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at Lynn Digressions. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.